Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by APM Blues. APM Blues is a partner-run bakery whose spark of passion is discernible in every tasty treat they bake. I'm talking about designer cakes, cupcakes, and their beautifully decorated hot cocoa bombs packed to serve a dozen, not to mention their chocolate-coated pretzels and scandalous but delectable cake and cookie dough pops. APM Blues offers much more than Sid here, so if you're looking for a beautiful cake to wow your holiday guests, be sure to follow the link in the description and let them know we sent you their way. Once again, APM Blues' website and Instagram link are in the description of this episode. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back to Electrofall. When we left off last time, Hugo had received some pro-surgical medicine, and all of you had a couple of interesting conversations. Sky is now officially the aunt of Gyenden's little friend, which I believe you guys named Handy Manny. Or Manny, yeah. Manny yeah. the Handy Hand, or whatever, I don't know. And we're making your way out of the space, having received a couple of upgrades from the inventor, when you were flagged down by Dimitri posing as a flower salesperson, informing you that the heist that Soup had signed up for, but had uh, not given you any of the details sober, needed to happen ASAP. But rather than discuss it on the open street, Dimitri pulls you down a couple of side alleys until he is convinced you are not being followed and says to Soup, You're telling me that you intend to bring them on this operation, but you haven't shared any details. I tried. They just didn't listen to me because I was intoxicated. You didn't give us anything. I swear I did. I think that's the drugs talking. Oh. Wait, I'm still on drugs? No, 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 never mind. Just Oh. Okay. What's the what's the what's the operation? Oh my god, is that a head on your shoulder, Sky? Yeah. Where did you get that? Gendon. He goes to like try to brush it off and then it twitches and he's like, Oh! Do you, hey. somebody I gets will just it. leave that I will just leave that as a, that is terrifying. Thank this, you. This is Manny. I've been trying to he's tell friendly. these people that. They don't listen. Hey, stop, stop. You might make him feel bad. He can he can understand you, you know? That's I not nice. I don't care. I've been over this. It's okay, Manny. Don't listen to him. <laughs> With what little bit of sleep I've been able to, to uh, squeeze in, I've been spending my time doing that and searching over cargo logs at some of the merchant companies that deal with the Skyport space. Turns out, the reason why I wasn't able to find the gun on arrival, or any sort of bearing that would be able to carry them expected on arrival, is because they've already arrived. And they are waiting within a disused portion of the Skydock. Not sure exactly which one. 
and our current waitly waiting processing. Meaning that any moment now, the Velvet Blue will simply need to look at their receipt and send a task for us to go retrieve their merchandise. Soup, would you like to explain to them exactly why we are involved in the situation in the capacity that we are? Where you are the one who volunteered to do this. Well, essentially right now, there's the 19th Street Union, which is, you know, organizing and trying to... It's I'm, I'm so bad with words. Um, putting forth a case for their rights as workers. However, the Velvet Blue is being tasked with shutting them down, and they are planning on using these weapons to do so. And you see uh, Dimitri pulls out like his uh, wrist device, not as fancy of sort of holographic projections like the, uh, Dimitri or um, the inventor had. But you see that Dimitri has uh, a, a sort of screen, an Aethotech screen on his wrist that seems a little cobbled together. And he like shows a little bit of specs and blueprints. These firearms are not the traditional Thunderstone firearms that you're used for. Speaking of which, Sky, I see that you are carrying an item on your shoulder. Yeah, I am. Yes. <laughs> I see that you have acquired a bit of a utility. Now, do you see that Thunderstone shotguns definitely have their impressive practices? However, they are very unstable and very dangerous, and their lethality is predominant. These weapons are of an entirely different caliber. They are Aethotech through and through. And, and he starts like kind of showing like the energy levels. This thing has enough energy within it at its highest setting to vaporize a humanoid body. Yeah. Wow. Indeed. These weapons, I can assure you that if they make their way to the Velvet Blue, it is likely that they will experience, if not now, sometime in the coming months, an inventory shortage. There is no indication where these weapons may end up on the streets. Especially with an organization that, while I have much respect for aspects of the organization, is as full of corruption as it is. I see your point. Probably be best if those did not make their way into that situation. My thoughts exactly. Now, exactly what we intend to do with these weapons has not made entirely clear. There is a possibility we may be able to detonate them upon arrival. However, that will create a lot of noise and probably a substantial amount of property damage. We will also not want to be near the blast when we overload their energy cores. Another option, and this is perhaps a bit more of a financial option, is if we wanted to bring another faction on board. I don't know how exactly how interested you are in that. Another uh, what? Essentially, sell the guns to someone we would deem more responsible with them. Another potential option, and may I say another potential option, they are located in one inventory of the Skydock. I've heard in encountered cases where shipments had arrived and not been found for... Well, some of them for half a decade. So it may be possible. I'm not sure that they would exactly be willing to give up the chase for that long. But it may be possible to delay their acquisition of these weapons for some time. If we can make some alterations to the log or perhaps even transport them elsewhere into the dock in which they would not be able to locate without, well, a couple of social lubricant. As I said, the dock is privately managed by some of the Merchant Prince companies. The Velvet Blue doesn't exactly have authority to wander wherever they want in there. Fair point. What would you recommend? Truthfully, I think that destroying them would be the easiest option, if not for the fallout. 
I have been trusting Soup as well as the rest of you, before I learned that apparently judgment had not been passed on, to make a couple of decisions in this regard. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Is there any way to destroy them other than blowing them up? That's what I originally asked about. It seems like it's not possible. These specs I managed to acquire from a agent of Stormhold, the manufacturers of these weapons. They are simply sales specs and do not contain the exact mechanical workings and operations of the weapon, simply their layout, positioning, physical proportions, uh, as well as energy capacity. So it may be possible, I do have some limited uh, artificy capability, it may be possible to disassemble them, but I cannot guarantee that that will be the case to do so quickly and safely. I said, any moment now, they could be claiming these weapons. Okay. However, I do not think that they will be able to get to it in the next few hours. Mostly because I need to find the receipt myself within the office. And usually I could just walk in, but Sky, as you might know, I am currently on vacation somewhere in the Sky Realm. So my access pass is currently disabled. Meaning I will need to be a little bit clandestine and will require a lookout as I investigate the premise of my employment without raising any alarms. I feel like the best option right now is the hiding plant. Because here's the thing, if we can hide them and delay it, we also could have a chance uh, to move them somewhere else. You know, maybe even... Disassemble them. Or disassemble them, you know? Get rid of them, take them out of the picture entirely. Because I'm still not 100% sure if there's any... There's any groups here who would be able to hold on to them and use them in a trustworthy manner. What about us? Well, I mean, we aren't exactly like a big organization. My we estimation don't even have based like an on organizational name. Fair, based but we could grab a couple. I was going to say I estimate about uh, thirty of these rifles are in shipment. Okay. That is a lot of guns to carry on here. No, I just meant grab a couple of them. <laughs> that way we can vaporize people if we have to. You say that like you want to use this weapon. I mean, if we have to vaporize somebody, it'd be the best way to do it. Also, if these vaporize weapons... is a little bit of an overestimation. It will, it won't exactly eliminate the evidence of a body. It will simply just reduce them to a smoldering heap of who they formerly were. Okay. Well, if we want to reduce someone to a smoldering heap of who they formerly were, this would be the best way to do it. What I feel these... like I, my words have not deterred you. Wouldn't these missing weapons also be kind of tracked back to us if wherever we go there is the occasional smoldering heap? I can figure out what to do with the weapons later. I know that I may be able to, if there are any tracking implements hidden within them, I would know the 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 areas that they would be located in. I, I am confident I would be able to disable something like that. Which brings up to the other possibility. And may I say that who exactly we would trust with these weapons... 19th Street Union is in a bit of a predicament on its own, and I know that when I spoke to our associate, looks over at Soup, whose name I will not unnecessarily mention in this company, fielded potentially the idea of acquiring some of these items for their own protection, and perhaps offer enough of a barricading force to protect themselves. But as I said, that brings up the uh, the option that would be us accepting that someone within the city would have access to them. 
though I do know that their causes are not a nefarious one. They were perhaps a little bit zealotous, but with good cause, I believe in my heart. Otherwise, I would not be helping them. Yeah, my one concern is when the public hears that they have the weapons and that and there might be a report that the other weapons went missing, it could vil- it could put them in a more villainous light towards the public. My experience with Tab Media is that if there is a way to spin it, they will. Though I typically am not one to base my reconnaissance and espionage off of tabloid news. But if you feel like that is a worthy factor to consider, that is your call. I said you are the one who volunteered for the SCOD, this this job. No. Truthfully, I was prepared to turn it down. Although I feel like out of all the options, that one is probably the best because hiding them is a little bit more of a delicate operation, and I'm don't I'm not very confident in delicate. Now, if you knew somewhere specific that we could rehide them, that might change things. Well, I was going to simply say that the embargo to the 19th Street Union limits what can go in and what goes out. And I'm certain that the Velvet Blue would not be interested in getting things, letting things go out. I do know of a suitable way in, but I am confident that we'll be able to get the weapons in, and they would be located in part of the city that is currently not being touched by the rest of the city. However, the other option of hiding them in the Skyport is an option. I suppose if you want to grab some of them, that is always a bit of an option. However, these are very dangerous weapons, and using them in any degree of publicity will certainly paint suspicions onto your back. However, you are already fugitives from the law, so perhaps it is a decision that you've made that perhaps to own the name rather than hide from it. I cannot speak for you, though. Well, see, my theory is that if these guns are potentially going to get loose or be in the hands of anyone else, we might as well have some as well. You don't want to have the other people have all the guns, regardless of who the other people are. Just my two cents. So essentially, we go in, we get him, we let Sky have one, and we give the rest to 19th Street. Fine by me. He says, he looks at you, Soup, as he says that. Are you certain that that is what we should do? That is the best option I can think of right now, and I think we need to make a decision. I will contact our associate then. I don't agree with this plan, though. He said, he looks at you and says, I am all ears then. We are attempting to take an operation which has been planned for days now and attempting to execute it in a couple of hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm more on the idea of either hiding the weapons or rendering them ineffective, which we already have ideas for there. Does anyone else feel this way? The thing is, I'd rather, I'd also rather them render them ineffective. The thing is... I feel like the process of hiding them and um, disassembling them is a lot more risky than simply getting them off of the sky port. And when we get them off, we don't know where to hide them. And at the same time, these people do need to defend themselves. I'm not brave or smart enough for politics. Me neither. Me neither. Here, I will... I will help with this operation. And... (gasps) Once we get to the weapons, we can figure out what to do with them there. That's fair. If there was a convenient place to hide them, that would be uh, potentially something that would change our plans. Yes. Or conveniently um, disassemble them. I'm just curious. So, 
I forgot. Has twenty. I mean, if we had a property in the city, we could potentially hide them there. Has a day passed since the last time I casted augury? Um, you technically casted it since last sunrise, so I'll say yeah. I think that's fine. All right. Um. Remember, this is for the next thirty minutes, though, which I guess we could be moving on. Yeah, but apparently, I'm saying I'm gonna phrase it as deciding to take this course of action. Yeah, well, you it would only give you a premonition of the consequences for that period of time. Uh, there might be there might be consequences beyond that thirty minutes. Got it. Understood. Yeah. But it could be like something along the lines of like, you know, maybe it's like, would these people like if we reach out to these people, would they be willing to come with us or something like that, or are they people who can be trusted? Got it. All right, I'll hold on to hold- it for now. Okay. Okay. I also needed a chance to buy some components, so I'm not using soap on it when I don't need to. Anything else? That's it. All right. Sky, Hugo? What is, how does Hugo feel about this? This is the is this a, it, Has Hugo had any experience with gun running? What do you think? I, I'm asking you. No! Okay. Anything to add, then? No. <laughs> so Hugo is just kind of... Just kind of like, do it... In, in his mind, just doing the casual, like... Hugo's just like <laughs> that that oddest businessman at the mob table. Yeah. Just kind of pretending he's not hearing anything that's happening. Kind of like... The slight wide-eyed of like, I don't know what's going on, I don't want to be a part of this. And then I told Jimmy that, you know, I'd come back for his kneecaps. And <laughs> we all had a laugh about that, and you're like, did he come for his kneecaps? <laughs> yeah, I think the most important thing... I love it thing. when you take somebody's kneecaps. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is that just we just joking, do, right? But I think the most important thing is that we do make a decision. And any decision we make is gonna have both positives and negatives, but we do kind of need to make it because we don't have a lot of time. Alright. Fine, look. I say we go. We see if there's a convenient hiding place or a convenient way to disassemble the guns and make a decision from there. All right, flying by the seat of our pants. Um, yeah, sorry, keep keep talking. It's what I'm used to, but I'm having a feeling it's not going to be very effective here. Um, I don't know. I, I will like, also, yeah. Yeah, our indecision is going to bog us down at this point. <laughs> I will also say, based on decisions and stuff like that, you realize that transportation is also going to be a factor, like commuting across the city. But you could have sworn that there was some sort of engagement that you had promised at sunset with someone else. I wasn't there for that conversation. Oh no. Wait. Oh no. Uh, hmm. What? Maybe double booked. I have a heist tonight. Another one? Another one? Wait. Another one. Wait, you're not, you're talking about Scoop, aren't you? The reporter? The Electroval Gazette? What engagement do you have with him? Wasn't it? Wait. (laughs) It was infiltrating Tab Media, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dimitri walks up to a brick wall and softly bangs his head against it and just leaves it there. I understand that I have done something not, not constructive to your situation. I apologize for that. It's fine, it's fine. We can separate into two teams. Yeah, I mean, if we're both doing stealth missions, I feel like it's better with less people on either side. Exactly. That's a good point, I mean, mathematically. So, if we're moving 
if we're moving guns, we probably need bigger individuals. Um, I think... I've already signed up for this soup. You're, you're in? Oh, Gavin! Yes. Oh, I appreciate you. G give me a hug. Give me a hug. I'm going for the hug. Bro hug. Okay. <laughs> I guess that means you're with me. Unless you want to be a part of the weapons deal. But, also, uh, Dimitri. Yes? This is dealing with, um... Dealing with some conspiracy in the city. So, I understand that although the situation is not ideal for your current operation, I hope that we can make it of some use to you. How so? Information is always a valued commodity, especially, uh, how do they call it, juicy? If, if that is what we find, of course. I will offer you what information I can. We are, we are associates this far, uh, Mr. Brassleaf. Oh no, I mean, I will offer, if we find anything worthwhile, oh. I may offer it as you I, it. I wish I could say that I had much use for the wonderful information research that is various tab media products. But I can sadly say that the latest fashion models plastic surgery is not exactly going to be my cup of tea. But I do appreciate it. I, I am certain that you have good reason for going there. News integrity, I doubt, is the primary culprit. So is well, that anyway. It? Yeah. So, Gansen's with me, and Skaz with Hugo. Okay. And Where should we meet I guess back up? My place? Okay. We're, if you're bringing the weapons back, you're going to bring them back to Soup's apartment. I mean, after the weapons. You did You're going to keep 30 highly dangerous, energy-based assault rifles in your apartment. Snails can't use guns? It's a it's good at like, choice, just ask, just ask this one, and I like, point to Beefy Boy. Hey, Beefy Boy, can't use guns? Wait a minute. You see a sort of uh, nebula-colored snail. A little bigger than the last time you looked at it. Hold on. Just wiggle its antennas. What is the approximate <laughs> volume of this shipment of guns? I have a wonderful idea. Well, if I had to Are estimate going to each... shove them in your trumpet? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I need to do some calculation. Well, I suppose... Uh, me doing the actual math... Um, I'm going to say each one of these weapons weighs about 15 pounds. And he believes there's 30 of them. So 15 times 30... That's gonna be about 450 pounds of gun. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the weight. Matters the volume. Yeah. What is the volume? With the. With I mean, like, what's what's your volume max? So it's a 20 foot radius cylinder. So 40 feet oh, diameter, you definitely have room. And 20 feet high. Keep gun racks in your trumpet. <laughs> Leading to 25,132 cubic feet of weapon storage. Oh my. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's better weapon storage. I mean, that's an option. I, I, I also just realized if I had Crunchy, I could hold 64 cubic feet of guns. I'm sorry, you lost, you lost Crunchy. I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go more off of weight. So die. if you got that back, if you got it back, yeah, that I, I'd say that that would be enough if it was empty except for that 50 spare pounds. Yeah. You have 500 pounds of weight, you could stuff them all in there. I could. Oh no, I gotta find Crunchy. <laughs> 
Well, I suppose it is most recommended that we make haste. So it okay. seems as though Soup and Ginnon are with me, and you have an engagement with uh, famed Electroval Gazette reporter, Scoop Extra, for whatever literary espionage you have at Tab Media Worldwide. I'm certain that it's for a good cause. I am just simply admiring the ridiculousness of the situation. And I suppose we will all have to uh, meet up at Soup's apartment with whichever contraband we have managed to acquire in such time on our person. Yeah! That sounds like a plan! Isn't that exciting? Any objections? He raises his hand. <laughs> Looks at all of you. Do any of you raise your hand? No. Nah, it would appear I'm outvoted. <laughs> we can do you see it. that? You see that there is what Sky's shoulder does raise one hand. <laughs> oh. That is terrifying. I'm gonna pretend that never happened. This is, right, this is Sky's aesthetic. <laughs> hey, look. You know what? I may disagree with him, but I believe he deserves a vote. That's still not majority. That's fair. It's not. Alright, so we bring him back to my apartment and we show him in Hugo's trumpet. Okay. And in Crunchy, if if you guys are managed to find it. What happens if your trumpet breaks? With guns. all the gun? Then I hopefully <laughs> I, I perform I believe I perform a one hour. But what long. happens what happens to the contents when it breaks? I'm curious. Oh, Wait, where's, where's the? Do they stay in there until it's repaired, or do they get ejected? Uh, you exit the vessel early. When you exit the vessel, uh, if the vessel is destroyed, every object stored in there harmlessly appears in the unoccupied spaces closest to the vessel's former space. Damn, that's better than the bag of holding. Spawn in and just kind of like clatters to the ground. It breaks open a burst of flame. Thirty guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 30 guns and a trumpet. I don't know where those came from, officer. An unsuspecting person <laughs> tries to play my trumpet and suddenly just like a giant beam flies out and vaporizes. 30 guns? 30 guns and a trumpet sounds like a revolutionary jazz jazz band. Sounds like a presidential <laughs> 30 speech. 30 guns and a trumpet. There's a band. I'm writing that to the list. Oh. That's. Yeah. We should we should keep going before we come up with more band names. Alright. <laughs> well we should also come up with more band names and make sure to write them down. This is our espionage arc. Only espionage. Because I am right. going to I'm gonna i I'm gonna make I'm gonna support bands. I need bands to support. To support the young upcoming musicians. So like they need names. Anyway. Anyway, before I go on to another joke, uh, that was probably going to regard a famed philanthropist Hugo Brassleaf. Uh, charity uh, now under investigation for arm shipments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Dimitri looks at all of you and says, In that case, Mr. Hugo, Miss Sky, I wish you best luck and will adjourn you, we'll say, after midnight, around that time, I suppose, whatever time you're able to get out, at Soup's abode. Do you have a big place? I've never been there, actually. How how big is my place? It's, it's a two-bedroom apartment. A one-bedroom apartment. Oh, it's one bedroom? Okay. It's, it's, Soup's on the couch. It's spacious! Uh, it's it's real spacious. It, but it's spacious enough. It's got a good common room area. 
And so don't worry. Don't uh, worry, my snails. To support a small ecosystem. My snails can't use guns. Nah, beefy yes, boy will attack. That's what you that. think. That's what you think. But okay. Uh, Once that hand hand beefy boy got that trigger, <laughs> it's gonna teach. Beefy boy is gonna learn to use a gun. Beefy boy's got a gun. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, Dimitri is going to wave adieu, and Hugo and Sky. I imagine you're going to go off to go meet up with Gubextra. Yes, sir. And Dimitri will uh, essentially take Soup and Yenden to go meet at the thing. Before he goes, so he looks at Hugo and says, "Wait, have you been shot?" He like oh, looks yes. over at your shirt, which has like a blood stain on it and a bullet hole through it. Right. Yes, I have. Do you need some help patching that up? I. I suppose it could never hurt, though I did get to have a nice rest. Some good uh, I was gonna say, Hugo, you do have the means of altering your outfit now. Yes, I do. I um, I'm gonna you got, like you like pull up your sleeve, and there's like a little uh, panel appears that allows you to make customization. I'm gonna put back on the the dapper ass suit that I had on before, and so the exact same suit, but without the blood and bullet hole. Mm -hmm. It just and it disappears. It's like, well. What I'll be done then. Fascinating base of equipment. I'm curious where you came across something like that. But regardless, take care. And he'll uh, go off. You don't want to know. Let me just check something real quick. Alright then. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Alright, so we see Hugo and Sky uh, disappear into the sunset. The rest of you begin making your way through the streets. Dimitri continues to speak. It should be a simple in and out. I simply need you to wait outside. Uh, I will likely... Hmm. We're going to have to arrange some sort of signal. I suppose if you shout something in the alleyway, I don't know if you want to attract too much police attention, but if you suspect that there is any sort of sign of my entrance or tampering with the backdoor security, I would very much like to be informed that before I am found... Having returned from my vacation early, I'd rather not have to use that alibi and receive that level of scrutiny if I do not have to. How about I'm... I get very mad at Beefy Boy for peeing on that light pole? You point across the street as he's now like led you to the outside of the Velvet Blue headquarters, which is a beautiful mason brick building with these banners de uh, depicting the Velvet Blue crest. The same one that it's had since it was a private mercenary company uh, post-eclipsing. And, uh, yeah. How's that for a signal? I suppose it will have to do. Um, hopefully we won't need to do any of it. So, um, simply follow this way, uh, and he'll lead you across in a very precise path. You see, like, he, like, goes underneath, like, a grate of a building, like, next door, like a sort of, like, wire sort of diamond frame thing, and he slips underneath. Very clear that he has s snuck in this way before. And he leans past like a couple of boxes until he comes to a bit of a, a loading area. And you see that there are a couple of mechanical chariots. You see that there is what appears to be actually a small uh, air, uh, airborne blimp, basically. But like where only like two small creatures could maybe fit into it or one medium creature. That could be deployed if they ever needed to like float around the city. Mm -hmm. It's a police blimp. You find a small police blimp. Great memories, blimps. Which, you know, Hugo, you think maybe you could fly uh, if you were there. And yeah. as you make your way uh, there, you see Dimitri makes his way towards a panel in front of like a locked door. 
and he pulls up a couple of equipment and he pulls out like basically like a flash drive and he opens up the panel and he slides it in until it clicks onward. He basically gestures towards like the two of you to basically stand back and says, I will only be a couple of minutes. Um, yeah. You were gonna say something? Should I? I'm, I'm, hmm. Alright, if you happen to see a black fanny pack in there, could you possibly get that? I mean, there's going to be a lot of black fanny packs. They usually it include them say in our in, 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 on employee. One of the sides. That does narrow it down a little bit, I suppose. No promises. I'll see All what right. I can do about that. Thank you. Uh, and he'll, I'm mostly going to administrative levels, though. And he'll head inside. And you see, like, as he, like, slips in, you actually see, like, he leaves something wedged. And it looks like there's, like, a countdown on the thing that, like, goes, like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 10, 9, 8. Like, it's, like, a security lockout. So if the door is wedged open for too long, an alarm would go off. But he seems to have affected the device somehow in a way where the alarm is not going off. It just keeps resetting that timer. And he, but he's like put the panel back and so it doesn't look too conspicuous other than a little bit of a wedge. And the two of you, I want you to roll me a stealth check. Oh boy. Actually, not yet. Not yet. Actually, I don't know how it's handing. You two are just crouching down. You're not yeah. in direct line of sight. I will say about a minute goes by until you hear a couple of footsteps. You hear a voice go, uh, kind of a gruff orcish voice say, Ugh, can't believe that, uh, that Flint man just, uh, leapt off the building like that. Right in front of the captain, too, I heard that she's, uh, having to eat shit over it all with the commissioner. Yeah. Honestly, I can't believe that they're keeping it here. What sort of commissioner is around, like, as soon as any murder happens in the spirit ward, and then finally when something cool happens, I'm just glad that I don't have to deal with the body in the morning. The other guy, or the woman who's like a, a red-haired uh, human woman says, ah, I mean, you shouldn't have seen it. It was a bit of a mangled mess. It's like you saw, I was like, yeah, I was working uh, the uh, the evidence rooms. They're keeping it in there for now. Uh, had to go through, organize its belongings. Not entirely sure about the individual's fashion sense. But can't say that he was exactly a stable mind. Yeah, exactly that. And he says, like, it's the door wedge. I was like, eh, probably one of the guys on the upper floor trying to sneak out for a smoke break. Like, ah, fair enough. Time to go. And they'll just leave, like, the wedge there and walk out. And they, they, uh... Actually, the both of you roll me stealth checks now. We'll do that now. Now we'll roll stealth oh, checks. Because the two of you oh, kind boy. of pull yourself a little bit out of sight. Where you weren't in sight from the street, but as there are now two cops going out the back exit, seeming to get off their, uh, their shift. 18. Oh, let's go. Also 18. The two of you manage to keep really low. And they just walk away. And you wait a good 30 seconds until you're confident that they're gone. And you can now speak amongst yourselves without uh, prying ears. I think they're keeping Crunchy in the evidence room. You think we should go after Crunchy? I was going to sit out here and try to learn how to talk to Beefy Boy so I can get his opinions. I thought it would help me with my indecisiveness. Okay. I mean, if you could be stealthy about it. It's hmm. not very stealthy to cast a spell. I guess you're right. Oh, should I go in? I mean, it's, 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 if you were like, if there, you were actively hiding from someone nearby, it would be, you know, a problem. But, uh, as I said, you are fairly isolated in this back area. You imagine that this is like a vehicle storage slash like outdoor sort of smoking area that Velvet Blue officers used, and it's currently unoccupied since these two officers have left out the back entrance. So, 
you think we should go for Crunchy or no? Because if we do get caught, that immediately ends us. Yeah. Unless we can talk our way out of it. I mean, okay. If you could sneak in, you could theoretically wild shape into a spider. You could go Dave. I could go Dave. <laughs> but how would I bring Crunchy back out? Um, doesn't the equipment mold onto your person? I can go in there. Spot, I can go in there, spider and spider out. Yeah. Know that if I do that, I probably won't be able to. I can, I'd only be able to spider one more time. So should we save it or should we use it later? Like, should we use it later or should we use it now? Um, I mean, you could also, and also I do want to just make sure you know your options. You could always consult the fates on this. You do have like magic. I think uh, soup's taken pass without a trace today. That could definitely help if you wanted to just sneak in. In case you you guys just wanted to sneak in. Yeah. Break into the police station. Steal some some evidence. Steal some evidence. Alright, you want to be sneaky. Some some evidence that could be used in uh, the court of fashion against you. (laughs) You know (laughs) what? Nobody will know that Yendon has terrible taste. We've got some time. We can scout the place. Okay. We have to be very, very mental. Just like in and out. You ever heard of squeakers? What? <laughs> they look like these. And I rummage through my bag and take out these little, like, almost rubbery looking mushrooms. What you do is when you, you, you take them, you crush them in your hand, and you rub them all over your face. And they're called squeakers because they, like, hide so many of the noises of your body. It's really weird. But if you let me rub this on your face, um, we can be really quiet. <laughs> You know what? I trust you in the drugs department. Alright. Now I'm gonna take the squeakers. I'm just gonna rub them in my hands and like mush them all up in my hands until it's almost like a putty. And just yeah, it's, start- it's, What color is it? Like a dark colored like camo or like what color is it? White powder? It's like, it's like super Mash. dark purple but it almost looks like it's pulsing a little bit. Yeah, alright. It's got a little bit of a reaction going on in it. Yeah. And I and I just, I put, I put like I, I Gandon, close your ass. Mm-hmm. Give him an eyeshadow. <laughs> so you just like, so you just literally like start giving him, you start start giving him war paint. You know, war paint. Yes. But you know, but you, I looks, imagine your tribe's employed before. Like, it's like it's positioned less like war paint and more like conventional cosmetics. So a little bit, so some eyeshadow. You're some getting lipstick. a facial. <laughs> yes, it's more like a facial. <laughs> and then I do it to myself. Pulls out a couple of cucumbers. They're okay. necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even take myself seriously at this point. I love it. I love it. And you see, now your vibes are so relaxed that no one's gonna notice you're there. Yeah. Soup has cast disguise vibes. Alright. This is this is my pass without traits. Yeah, no, that makes Got sense. Got high in the church parking lot. <laughs> Need to hide your vibes. Alright, let's let's go. Let's go. <sighs> these are these are two these pairings are chaotic in their own way. Uh. Alright then. Um, All right. so the two of you are going to leave your lookout position, having just applied some squeakers to wait, your wait, face. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna Okay, beefy boy. You keep a lookout. <laughs> you just sit beefy boy on the ground. If there's anything that's not right, you uh, do something 
to be a signal. Beefy I boy begins. You. you said beefy boy on top of like a pallet, and pal beefy boy begins crawling down the pallet towards a dandelion sticking out between the asphalt. No, no, you gotta keep a lookout. Uh, he is continuing to move forward and is now beginning to climb up the dandelion as if to consume the f petals. Oh. Is this the best chance we got? I mean, I feel like you would entrust the hand with something like this if given the chance. Let's go. Alright. All right, we go in. Alright, so you make your way inside of the building. Uh, so I want you to both begin by rolling stealth checks. But you, you can add plus 10! But we you can, can add plus add. 10! Alright, just gotta keep up the good rolls. Which I believe what comes that comes to a total of yeah! plus 9. <laughs> I just got a natural 20! To a total of? Uh... 29. <laughs> Plus 9. I got a dirty 20. Alright. You guys are making hardly a squeak. Our vibes are so chill. Our vibes are so concealed. And we see like the two of you come in and the purple has kind of turned into more of like a pale green at this point. Uh, and has kind of congealed a little bit except around like the eyes and the nose and the lips and the edges of the face. As the two of you are just sort of Scooby-Doo prowling down this first hallway which uh ends in about one door at the far end of it probably going like a good 20 feet in and like another door to the left with like a window with some blinds down on it all right i don't all think right. the evidence room would have a window the lights in here are uh incandescent and hanging from the ceiling and on which way to the evidence room <laughs> do you have a map no we don't have a map why didn't you grab one from the desk? There was maps at the desk! There's always maps at the desk! No, there's not! This is a police station! How, uh... You are met by two doors at the end of a hallway. Which way do you go? Um, the right door? The correct the right, door? The, 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 the door at the end of the hall or the door to the left? The correct door. Let's go to... The, I want to do the end of the hall. Okay, end of All the right. hall. You go ahead, you open up this door, and uh, find that it is unlocked, and as you swing it open, you come into a stairwell. Ah, oh, damn it. Alright, let's try the door on the left. Yeah. You go to the door on the left, and it's locked. Can I look under the door frame? Sure. You go ahead, you peer down, roll me a perception check. Ooh, I get advantage on that. Oh. One, two. I'm rolling my dices. That's a dirty 20. It's good, because on the first die, I rolled a two! Yeah! There's like a little bit of a crack underneath the door. You can see not a whole lot, but you do hear a little bit of a snoring coming from the other end of this, the other side of this door. Whoever's at, whoever's over there is asleep. Okay. Some kind of guard. Would the evidence room be guarded? I will say, looking inside that room, it does not look very big, and you are confident that there are no other doors leading you on that room. It's like a single room in there. It's a room with the dude in it. Maybe it's a surveillance? Yeah, that's what I would... Let me listen Ooh. in. Do I hear any sort of like electrical humming or something like that? You hear electrical humming from the light bulbs. Yes. Mm. From the light bulbs. That does seem like a surveillance room though. If we could get in, we could I don't accurately... think this would be the evidence room. But we could find where the evidence room... Oh wait, and then we'd also be on cameras. Oh, we could be on camera. I'm going to say that there's about an inch and a half gap under the door. I'll be right back. Maybe okay. I can go grab Beefy Boy. <laughs> You're going to grab Beefy Boy? <laughs> That's going to take him ten minutes. 
I will Wait. say that as you are holding that door, you do hear a little bit of a skittering sound coming from the door behind you. And you mm -hmm. see a little clack of fingernails against the tile. And it stops. As you see that there is a hand standing at the far end of the hallway. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. Bastard. Would you rather make me spend ten minutes to get Beefy Boy to listen to me? Or would Ugh. you like to ask his hand for some assistance? Fine, I'll ask the hand for some Mandy. assistance. Manny! Manny! You wanna come help? Please? It's it, it just it's standing still. Manny, come it's here. It's dad. Tell him what to do. Manny, can you can you come here? It turns to face you. Alright. And then skitters towards you until it's five feet away. And then like arches as if to look up. Okay. First off. For yes or no questions, one tap for yes, two taps for no. Do you have that? Taps once. Okay. <laughs> can you go in there? Taps again. Huh? Taps again. You can... And it starts hopping. <laughs> Manny, Manny, stop. It stops. Can you go in there and see if it's... Can you see? It looks up at you with no eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a feeling this this one works through tactile sensations. And then it starts scurrying around Soup's feet. Alright. Can you go in there and see if it's a surveillance room? It's, as you point, it seems to turn and look towards the door. Wait, I think you can it control you. it with your hand. <laughs> what? Like you can puppet it with your hand? Like, <laughs> try, make, try making, try, do a little dance using your hand. Come on. Uh, do a I little do, wiggly. Do a little wiggly. I do a very lame little wiggly with my hand. You do that, it starts crawling up your foot. <laughs> I don't think it's working. I don't think it's working. Uh, has Gannon changed outfits? Yeah, you have changed outfits. I have okay. changed outfits. Okay, so you're not wearing the apron in the police station. No. I have Jayden's clothes on. Right. Ass out at the police station. We have to check for security cameras. I did just realize that. Uh, looking for security cameras. Roll me a perception check. You Can have the advantage of this, definitely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be. Oh, that's an eleven. A thirteen. Look around. You don't see anything that that would look like some sort of magical surveillance device around here. Look at the ceilings. Look at the walls. Okay. Nothing. You know what? The hand goes down on the floor, goes to inspect the seam around the door, and flips on its back and begins feeling around under there. Okay. I feel like if the hand finds something interesting, it'll find you after. Yeah. We should check the next floor. Alright, let's do that. The hand starts trying to pull itself off like it's half stuck in the bottom of the door. Oh, it'll shit. It'll handle itself. It'll handle itself. Ah! <laughs> it needs help. It needs help. Uh -oh. It can't get under the door on its own. Alright. It can't get out either. Okay. Alright, you gotta get him out. We can come back and pull him out. You just, you just don't want him to come with you. You don't want your son to experience what life is all about. He's not my son. Do you doesn't have a my... gender? This hand doesn't have a gender. I feel like a hypocrite. Uh, your child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just heading down. I'm heading over to the stairs now. Soup, you see the poor struggling hand unable to get out, stuck underneath the door frame as Gendon walks away. Oh, I was gonna. Very lonely and sad. I was gonna push it under the door. Oh, uh, you just take it and you just shove it under, and you see like it wiggles underneath. It manages to pop on the other side. 
hearing skittering around. I think we should move out of the way before it wakes up that security guard. Okay. How long do you wait out there or do you just start moving? Let's I think move. we just start moving. Let's move. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you leave the hand there. Yeah. Alright, you start heading to the stairwell. Okay, you are now inside a stairwell and you see that it starts spiraling upwards. There's a door on the other end of the stairwell. Alright. Door. Can I hear through the door? I roll see through the check. door. Uh, you can't see through the bottom of this one. Okay. Ah, uh, not one. I'm it's coming for you. It's a very thick door. That's a very thick door. I got a 12. With I'm going to say off the same thing, it's still a thick door. Shit. All right. Is the door thicker than my skull? We can Can we try the door? Yes, it, it's unlocked. Okay. Pick, peep through. So as Gyndon just kind of like listens to head, there's like a bit of a bang on the other side, and he just begins pulling it open, and as it opens, soup, that's when you begin to hear with your roll. The sounds of chattering on the other side. What are they saying? The voices are a little bit indecipherable, but there's like a couple of them. You hear the sounds of like, yes, just this way, we'll get you processed. You're hearing the sound of someone like cussing and swearing. She's like, you get your hands off of me. You can't arrest me. You can't. Uh, it's like, ma'am, ma'am, I mean, we need help. Hold, hold it down. Hold it down. Can I sneak yeah, a little closer to see what's up? Uh, you look within and you see that it is leading into the lobby of the police station. Okay. So we did and there the, we is probably the... uh, and there is probably about twelve people in there. We can't go in that way. Turn around. All right. I don't think we're getting crunchy. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, maybe Dimitri got crunchy. As the door closes a little bit, it like pops open a little bit because again, in that one, I'm gonna say that he's that was unaware a perception of... check. Perception oh. check. Yes, you yeah. are unaware. Okay. As, um, Soup, you kind of see, like, a bit of a crack as, like, a, a the face of someone kind of, like, looks in the direction of the door as it closes. You're not sure who. Hide. 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 I mean, we're heading back down the stairs. Up the we're stairs. Like, they go up. Up the stairs. You're on the ground floor. Uh. Yeah, I think someone just saw us. Oh, we got a backtrack. I mean. I don't know if they saw you or if maybe they just saw the door move or something. We, we yeah. still got a backtrack because there's nothing good beyond that door. Yeah. Maybe we should try to get into the door with the sneak with the sleeping cop. Yeah. There might be something. Maybe he took your bag and he's wearing it. Maybe. Alright, check back on the hand. Alright. Go check back on the hand. Uh, you see that the, there's like a wrist right now that's currently in the process of wiggling its way out. And it's like half stuck, but you think it's stuck because it's holding on to something on the other side. Oh! Okay. Can we stealthily unlock this door i mean not without well the hand's right now trying to get out it seems like it has found something and oh let's yank out. let's yank so you pull the hand out and you pull the hand out and the hand pops out and like it skitters for a second like looks at you and it's like it's trying to scurry but you see like the head the, a little bit of a black something hanging out from the bottom that can oh. probably fit under the door as well oh my god <laughs> let's take it take it you pull out um a sort of handheld device that has a handle a trigger and a pistol on it you see it has the velvet blue emblem on it uh, as well as a sort of cartridge along the bottom with like a serial number stamped onto the back. You are now holding- you're holding a cop's gun. <laughs> Dang it, that was not the right move. Here's the thing, if that if you didn't go check back on it, it would have found you and dragging it behind it. Ah, uh, of course. Just, just stealthing through a hallway. Drag, um, drag, drag. That's not good. Technically, we didn't steal the gun, it was just yeah. given to us as a gift. Legally, we should be completely fine. The, the hand the hand is now scurrying underneath the door and is reaching for something else. Oh my god, how much stuff did you All get? Alright. 
Alright, uh, Go up. for it. What's next? You pull out a folded piece of uh, leather. Very nice, like very cured. That has some sort of contents, like it kind of looks like a wallet. Did <laughs> <laughs> he just drop this man blind? When you flip it open, it has the badge and the same serial number as in the gun that is registered to Officer Milton. Oh. All right. Dimitri right. would have very good use of this. Well, we'll you definitely have, impress him. You now him. have the, the sleeping cop on the other side of the door. You now have his badging gun. Okay. Uh, I don't have any magical means of changing our appearances. I know Dimitri does. In case he needs an alibi, he could use this. Alright, yeah. Cool. We'll get it to him. <laughs> Gotta go find him. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. that's for... that. Then he could probably go back in and find the evidence room. Yeah. Let's uh, head out. Let's head out and make sure that... Because we're supposed to be lookout. Um, where else is there? There's the two doors. There's up the stairs. Up the stairs. It leads to more levels. Oh, there's more levels? Yes, you're in a stairwell. I was trying to oh. say that. It only oh. goes up, but there was All two right, doors that connected go. to it. Let's go up to the next floor. Okay. All right. So you begin heading up that uh, staircase. Um, and you're looking up the staircase, you see that the building is about four stories tall. Oh, my God. And you come up to, after going up, like, sort of two layers of stairs, you come up to the second floor. Here through the door. Right. It's a rigid process now. Alright, you're cracking it open? You can't see underneath these doors. They're flushed with the concrete. Okay. Can I try to listen through it? Yes. Per Perception? Go ahead. Perception. Alright, that's going to be a 22. Yeah. Right. You don't hear a lot of sound on the other side of this door. <clears throat> but you do hear the sounds of a door opening underneath you of just a boom boom. Seeming to come from the door that leads to the station floppy. Oh. All right, we're ducking into this door. Quick. Okay. So you just open it up and you get to the other side and uh, you just carefully and stealthily close it. Uh-huh. A faint, almost inaudible thunk. What's in this place? As you peer within, you see that the lights in here are almost all but turned off. You see rows of sort of workstations scattered about this area. The scent of uh, tobacco products sort of lingers in the air. You see that there is paper scattered about. However, um, except for like one lamp that looks like it was left on, room seems to be completely empty. It seems to be a sort of uh, work floor. Work floor. Like what kind of work? Like just like administrative work or? Go ahead and uh, roll me a perception check. Perception. No, roll me an investigation. This is an investigation. That's check. what I was thinking. This sounds yeah. like an investigation check. Dang it, I'm bad at investigating. Here, I'll, I'll help. Eleven. Thirteen. Uh, you begin look, peering over documents, and you uh, look at a couple of them. You see some of them are, are investigating sort of aggravated assault. Uh, you find a sort of uh, table sort of writing someone up with like a request, a request from the department to serve as like a security detail with like how much of a contribution to the Velvet Blue. They'd be seeking for sort of two officers to stand outside of a property. Um, you look at like the one desk that's like lit up and you see that there is like still like a smoldering ashtray at it. And it's like a slightly bigger desk, but in the corner of the room. And um, you see that there is uh, what looks to be a sort of photograph of a Gripley. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wearing a floral dress. Older, it looks like. Female. Um within the picture frame you see that there is uh several case files that seem to be depicting a tattooed goliath 
Aha. I think All this right. floor and, might have evidence. And you see that there is like on the other side of the desk, there's like two chairs that are just sort of like haphazardly leaned against it. You see that there's like a tie sort of draped across like the main desk chair, and you see that there is like a little placard that receipt that reads uh Captain Umbreth. Is that the captain that we dealt with and confronted mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. one who interrogated you guys. Can I check the drawers? Uh, yes, you find that there are uh, two drawers here. Uh, one of them appears to be locked. The other one you slide open and, uh, has just a sort of variety of, just like a a variety of, like, office supplies, rubber bands, pencils, and stuff like that. And you kind of, like, look into the back and you can see that there's, like, a couple of cigarettes stashed in the back. Okay. There's something in the locked drawer, I assume. Yeah, probably. How do we get it? I don't know how to get into a locked drawer. Smash it? That's when you hear the sounds of shouting coming from further down from the opposite side of the room. Down Fuck. a bit of a hallway where you see like there's like a bit of a light and shadow shifting. And you hear uh, a familiar voice to all of you saying, <clears throat> Well, what else was I supposed to do? Well, I'm sorry. I gave you a relatively simple task. Capture a fugitive who is not exactly known to be very canny or intelligent apprehend him, put a quiet end to his reign of terror, be named a hero among your other achievements within this agency, and not have to worry about Mr. Flint again. Instead, what do I find? You're putting on a spectacle. You're dragging half the police force with us to go chase down a madman on top of a Ferris wheel. 19th Street Union managed to run the blockade during that time. We have reports of Grand Theft Auto. We <laughs> <laughs> wonder who permeating that is. within the Blacklight Strip. No officers present, deployable to deal with it. And we don't even. And the only bit of lead that we even have there is a brain dead goblin who keeps asking for his coffee maker down <laughs> and lock up below. <laughs> Can we be hiding while this is happening? And what's more, yes. have you seen the latest dry run of Tab Media Worldwide? You were supposed to put a quiet end to this man. Not paint him as a legend! He's like a smacking of like a magazine against a countertop. You've done a lot for this department. Which is the only reason why I am not assigning you to desk leave right now. You've failed too many times lately, Alyssa. If you fail again... It might be your badge that you lose, not just a criminal. It's like a bit of a grunting. I won't disappoint you, sir. I'll tie up some of my loose cases. I'll, I'll bring in those fugitives from from the ball gown when, soon as I get in. first light tomorrow. I really don't care what you do. Just, just stop disappointing me. Now get the fuck out of my office. And footsteps just begin sort of permeating as they make their way out. And what do you guys do? Hide, hide, hide. Where, are, where are places hide? Um, the desk that is farthest from... You just duck into some other desks? Yes. Alright, same one or a separate? There's room for two of you within separate. one of these. Separate. Okay. Okay. So you just split opposite ways, duck underneath. I need both of you to roll me another stealth check. Alright. Don't forget to add another plus ten. Yeah, well, you know Speaking it. which, I need to roll a stealth check. What? Oh. Why would you give us this knowledge? Oh, that's... Alright. A twenty-one from me. 14, but I'm going to use Hugo's pendant thing for an extra D4. Yes, that oh, you gets me You do not to... have that pendant, do you? I... Oh, fuck, I don't. <laughs> no! It's just a 14, then. Okay, then. 
Wait. Good thing we hid separately. Yeah. Well, at least you're not a wanted man. Uh, you're just dead. That doesn't help. I'm still hiding in an office from... Act like you're... Act like you're insane. I forgot I don't have that pendant on me. So what did you roll, soup? 21. And you, roll, you rolled a 14 total with your plus 9? Uh, yeah. And you rolled, sorry, soup? Uh, 21. So, soup, you managed to get down. Gendon, as you're kind of, like, lurching underneath of it, you find your hand kind of grow clammy for a moment. Um, as you kind of, like, seize your wrist, but in the process, you, like, end up taking a knee that makes a bit, that, like, bumps into a chair, which, like, hits the desk a little bit. As you see, like, the light of the, the figure sort of makes their way over, and there's, like, a bit of a stirring sound. And then you hear the sounds of uh, clattering nails against another desk. Oh. Of an unmanicured handy friend. No! <laughs> and you just hear, like, a cup kind of fall off a table and just shatter. Oh. Ching! Mmm, this hand is gonna save hey, my life. who's that? It's making her way over. She kind of, like, looks around a little bit. I'm gonna roll for this hand. Roll for her. <laughs> you, you look out the corner of your eye as you just see the hand just in the process of just knocking other stuff. It doesn't even look like it's trying to be a distraction. It just does it. It's just yeah. wandering aimlessly, unaware that this is a stealthy situation. It's oh, a cat. God. It's a cat. It's your cat and your child. Oh. Oh, it's gonna uh, wait. It's gonna run to me. Oh, no. no. You actually see, like, it was on the table that she was at, like, knocked over her cup and it shattered on the ground. And you see, like, it's in the process of closing the folder that you were looking at. And. Seems to have taken an interest in it and is now trying to drag it to you. <laughs> Can does it see me? Can I just like silently? It knows where like, you. It stop. seems to know where you are. Can I will it to stop? Uh, do you do you just do that silently? Do you whisper? Do you silently. Say it out loud? You try to like will it, but it's like you're just silently waving your hand at it, and it just seems to be in this like a flop. Yeah. And she who was like kind of like a little perturbed and went to go like turn on the lights as all the lights turn on now. In this room, or a couple of them turn on. It's still casting long shadows. Uh, you see the the half orc captain begin making her way uh, towards it. Uh, as you see, like he it drags the paper off. It ends up like knocking into the picture frame, which of like the gripply woman, which falls to the ground and shatters. And you see, like now there's just like a uh, out of sight of her. She begins making her way along the long side of the desk. As you see, there's like a little gap underneath the cubicle as the hand barely managing to avoid her detection here is currently in the process of using two of its fingers to grab the manila envelope and is just uh sort of crawling towards you under the gap of the cubicles oh my god which aren't very high they're like only like you know four feet high with like six inches under them mm -hmm. and it's just there's a faint almost imperpetual as it's uh dragging across the carpeted the, mm. the not overly carpeted floor towards you this hand. It's bringing you the folder. I the don't... evidence she was looking at at her desk. Clearly it's important and belongs to you. No. Oh, this hand. You see, it's like it's like still like a good 10 feet away and moving slowly. What are you doing, Soup? You can see this from like another angle. You're probably like 15 feet away from Gindan. Yeah. As she like walks past you towards her desk, like very disturbed that things seem to be breaking near her cubicle. I'm going to take the diversion in order to sneak by and move further in. So we just see, like, as she's, she walks past the cubicle you're crouched in, we just see a Bigfoot silhouette. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of how to frame move behind her, like in a horror movie. Uh, what are you doing? I'm going to sneak by and try to move 
So this is like the entire floor? Um, it's a big open space. You're probably like looking at a good like 40 by 50 foot area. No, Could not I that possibly big. Probably like discern... 30 by 40 feet. Can I discern if this is the kind of place where they would keep the fanny pack? Um, how would you discern that? Just discern if this is the kind of place where they keep belongings. You do um, not. I was gonna say like you don't see any sort of fanny pack here. Pick them up now, sort of thing. Yeah, no, more like a, more like a any sort of place which is where it seems like they keep evidence or belongings they found on dead people's bodies. I mean, you see like some other locked doors along here, some with shades. Yeah, this looks like a place where cops work on cases. Yeah, this is the wrong room to check. This is the wrong room. Alright, we gotta sneak out. I need to create a diversion. There's currently a hand dragging up beyond the floor and she hasn't seemed to notice it yet, but she seems to notice the sound of dragging echoing in the space. Alright. What should I do? I have... And get in. I mean, you could try to, like, whisper to the hand. I guess I will try whispering to the hand. Roll me a You're the hand whisperer. You should give it a little massage. A little Come hand on. massage. Stealth. Yes, let's go. 27. What do you say? Um, go the other way. It like, stops. go go away from the door, basically. And it starts dragging the envelope, like, kind of, like, waiting for a moment. It starts kind of going towards, like, the corner where the nice. officer was. And, like, as she, like, looking around her area, she, like, picks up, like, the broken frame and starts, like, picking up pieces of glass and she cuts her finger. And she looks and, sit and starts, like, bloody hell. Goddamn rats. Um, and, uh, yeah, she just begins to sort of like making her way like towards the opposite end of the room peering down there just get it together girl you don't have time to go and vote in patrol and you see like she's just kind of uh grabs a couple of other papers that are positioned along there she stopped for a moment like i could have sworn i had something on this desk but she just kind of like picks some other papers puts them in an envelope tucks them under her arm you see like she reaches into you hear like the sound of a key as she like opens up pulls something out of the drawer closes it you don't hear the sound of it locking uh, as she then turns off the lamp, makes her way out, hits the light switch, and begins going down the stairwell. Can I she see goes... what she grabbed? Roll me a perception check, Yenden, with disadvantage, because you are crouched on the floor. Oh, that's a nat one. I've already failed. Nope. <laughs> the second one was a two. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I, wish I, gave you... I wish I gave you advantage. Uh... Uh, no, as you are looking outwards, um, you see that, uh, yes, you are not entirely sure what it is, but she seems to put it in her pocket swiftly. Okay. Alright then. As you hear this a bit of a squeaking sound, there is, uh, the door sort of closes, and there's, like, a bit of a conversation of, like, Ah, uh, excuse me, um, did you pass someone up here? And you see it's like, I don't got time for this, Cindy. I recommend you head down. And it's like, okay. As it closes. Alright, we gotta find our way upstairs again. Yep. Can I double check the now unlocked drawer, probably? Yep, you go ahead, you open up that unlocked drawer, and it's completely empty. Fuck, okay. Alright, let's go upstairs. Missed our shot. Making your way out of that room, do you pick up the envelope with Flint's file in it? Or do you leave it behind? Maybe the file has information on where they're keeping his stuff. That doesn't really make sense. Well, if it's a file, they want to pass it, and they're passing it around. It's got to have all the information pertaining to this person. Yeah, but not where his stuff's being kept, per se. I don't know. Can I just... All right. As a one server, right, can I get, like, an identification number for Flint's? So you open it up, and you see that there is some other information and stuff you hadn't gotten to yet. Uh, you see that there is... seems to be a bit of an analysis. You see that uh, inspecting evidence locker C... 
They were looking along his belongings. It seems like he had been focusing on some sort of wardrobe chain since he resurfaced from the spirit ward. Okay. Um, and you see, like, you know, third floor, you see it gets mentioned in there. You also see that it discusses uh, a couple of items that seem anomalous in nature that require a professional look at in case there's any harmful effects associated with them. Well, what do you know? It did have where the his stuff was kept. So, you know, All right. other than preliminary inspection, it was recommended that the officer lets a professional get in there who deals with magic items. Aha! I was right! All right. Damn. And it seems right. like they had not molested things like the, fan the strange black bag that says Crunchy on it. Nice! All right, let's go. All right. So, next floor, then? Next floor. Are you bringing the envelope with you or leaving it behind? Leaving it behind. All right, so you just you just leave it on like another desk or what? Put it back on her desk. All right, you just put it back on her desk, okay? Yeah. Uh, the hand looks very proud at you. I'm just gonna tell like it, tell it it did a good job. You did a good Come job. On. It wraps around your ankle and you don't know if it will ever let go. All right, that's stealthy enough. Let's go. Um, if Soup wants to take a moment, you can apply your mushrooms to its fingernails and give it a pet a manicure. Yes. All right, it is now affected by Pass Without a Trace. I'm gonna roll. Ask all three of you to roll me a stealth check now. Come on. I apply. I apply squeakers to chill. It's to no. They roll a sixteen. Ah, uh, I keep rolling terribly. <laughs> what you get? I got a two on the dice. So an eleven. Yeah. Twenty-seven. <clears throat> the hand got in uh, a sixteen. So as you make your way out of the room. You look in the stairwell and see it is empty. You can make your way up to the third floor, which is unlocked. However, once you step inside of there, you see that there is only like a single sort of uh, electric light bulb hanging from the ceiling and you're in like a bit of a locked cage area that seems to lead to uh, other rooms that are made out of like locked cage doors. All right, okay. this is jail. This is the jail? And we're supposed to sneak past to get Nail the other or interrogation. Uh, you look beyond the one of the doors, and while the lights are not lit in there, you see what appear to be a number of lockers and shelves. Aha! With, like, tags and, and, and like, uh, labels and stuff all over them. Okay. That's cool. I have dark vision. So, mm -hmm. I could attempt to read out most of that stuff. So looking, I don't need light. Looking from where you are at this position, it just seems to be sort of labeling things by date, by case number. Okay, can I pick out which one's Flint stuff? You only have a very small window into this room right now. It is currently locked. Currently locked, of course. And you see that there is like a bit of a glass window on the other side. But it has a door next to it that's locked, like a little like intercom area. Hmm. This may be where we need Dave. One moment, I'm having a mic issue. Okay. Alright, you think, we th you think we need use of Dave? I mean, I don't know how to get this door open. I will without... say that they, they, they did not spider-proof this room. All right. I will, Dave. All right. So we see that as you drop down, Soup's form sort of coalesces into a form of spores that turn into a uh, condensed spider form. I go and I go inside. You scurry underneath the door? Yep. You see that there is a thumping and uh, fingernails following you as also squeezing under the door is Manny. Is <laughs> Manny. Thank you, Manny. I kind of sent you to do this. Why don't you send me? All right, I'm gonna go hunting. Cause I forgot about Manny. I'm the hand, sorry. the hand is following about two feet behind you. And yeah, you are going to start scurrying around. I want you to roll me an investigation, Jack Soup. Yeah, I'm an idiot. You saw some information regarding where it's being stored. However, you have to learn the system. Yep. And you haven't seen any logbook yet, so. Twelve. 
You begin wandering around this chamber for like a good five minutes, I'd say. And you are unable, you see that there are several crates and bins and stuff like that. And this room goes into other rooms with like other holes underneath of them. Um, but Pass Without a Trace, I'm going to say, goes off at this point. It finishes. Mm-hmm. An hour? Um, Pass Without a Trace is an hour. I thought it was 10 minutes. Wait, let me double check that. If it's an hour, then it's still up. <laughs> it's an hour. Yep, okay, it's still up. Ooh. It's not affecting Gendon right now, though. No. But... Yeah, no, I'm falling out of range. But yeah, you are unable and you can return five minutes later completely lost. Can the hand make an investigation check? I don't know if the hand would have any luck at all. The hand's just following soup. Before I come back out, can I, um, like, unlock the door and let in Gendon? There does not seem to be a handle on the other side. There's just, like, a, a key, and then there's, like, a thing that you could pull, basically. Through. No, there's not even a key there. Gendon, having spent time sort of investigating this area by the time soup follows back, do you, do you unmorph soup? Uh, should I unmorph... I want to say, like, going gonna... through this area, you see that there are four storage areas, each one followed by, like, another locked door leading into each other. So it's, like, four rooms following each other. Different sizes, different storage areas, different lockers, stuff like that. How- can I try the third one? Uh, do you- you, you've investigated all of them. You're not sure exactly where the stuff is being kept. Okay. You can't see into all the bins or lockers. I just come out as Zave and I shake my head. Okay, you're just at the other side of the door. Yendon, having looked at it, you think that the door is controlled by the operator booth to the right. Oh, Jesus. Like someone would have to buzz you in. Alright, go around to that operator booth and try doing... Try, like, buzzing me in. Spider nod. Spider follow directions. Alright. You make your way inside, and you are immediately met with the sound of snoring. Within that interior space, you can see that there is a heavier set human woman who seems to actively be sitting in her chair, snoring. Is there a button? I'm going to check to see if there's a button to buzz skin dinner. From the ground, you cannot see anything. Climb. On the desk. Okay. You're going to climb the wall, or you're going to climb the chair, or the... Climb wall. All right, so you start climbing over the wall. As you begin going up the wall, you start here seeing a hand trying to wiggle underneath. You let it follow, Gindon. Uh, no, I'm going to pull it back this time. You just pull it back. No. No. You, like, point at it, and it points back at you. As you open up that door, and as you're standing in there, you see what looks to be a number of buttons on some sort of panel. You see that there is a sort of map of, like, lights indicating doors and stuff like that. You see that there is, like, numbers on a variety of rooms. The room right outside where you are reads one. All right, so basically I can use the system. I'm going to buzz in him into the first door. You're going to touch the door. You're gonna, that's just a map. Ah. But you see that All there right. is, like, the equivalent of, like, a keyboard, basically, in front of it. So you don't I guess see any I'm big gonna, red button. I guess I'll press one. All right, so you go ahead and you find the equivalent of, like, number one and you tap it. And you see, like, a little text terminal at the bottom just appears like a number one. Hmm. Open one? Is there an enter? Or is, like... Start- enter. <laughs> Wait, is this like a keyboard? I'm a little mm-hmm. spider hacker. I need to find the oh. <laughs> just a, There's just a little spider on the other side that just starts tapping buttons trying to oh spell Oh my stuff. god. But it's like maybe Soup doesn't know how to spell open. Does soup, how, how, how literate is Soup, would you say? Soup has difficulties, but it's like elementary you school reading level. Elementary just, school reading level. Okay, you just skewer to one side. Maybe maybe we could say like open was like spelled a little bit wrong. It's not going to affect anything. I'm going to tell you that. But right now, you're actively trying to hack in a spider, and the sound of cl- of clacking you don't see behind you immediately, as a as a couple of eyes open, reaches over towards a magazine. <laughs> no, what I'm gonna do is on the keyboard. I'm gonna say I'm gonna try to do. You help? don't see her. You don't see that she is awake. Oh. 
But again, then I just go. But roll me a perception check now. Roll me a perception check okay. now. As she just wakes up to the sound of clattering on her keyboard of a spider typing on it, and she just reaches over to a... 15! <laughs> you stop for a moment, and you turn around, and your eight eyes meets her too, as she's, like, reaching for the thing, and it's like in the B-movie. Like, when she I'm goes gonna, to reach out I'm for it... I'm gonna do whatever I can to, sh like, to, like, show my sentience. To be like, I'm, I'm an ultra intelligent. I'm, I'm, I am an aware spider. I want to tell you with your passive insight. This woman just woke up from a nap in a very strange way. There seems to be a spider typing on her computer. <laughs> I don't know what you would do to display your sentience beyond that. I would just, I, I type help into the computer. You just turn around and type in help, and she's just not even looking at that. Okay, she goes I'll jump to bring on it down. Uh, do you have any sort of attacks as a spider? I think you've got bite. You could. You don't. Not that you have to do it. I do. Are you willing to consider bite. this a surprise round, though, if you want to do something? And I assume I wouldn't get my bugbear racial ability. You retain your racial in traits. In oh yeah, you do. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Attack her. Fighting. Render this woman unconscious with okay, surprise bite. Roll the Roll the head of spider. Okay. Um, She's currently an unarmored cop or security officer. You're not sure. <laughs> what you get? Now is when I get to crit. Yes! <laughs> now! Out of all the times in my life, I could crit. Anyway, what? so I get to double my bugbear special attack damage. So, so what, how much damage does the bite do? The damage, the bite does one damage. Okay. And your sneak and attack, and, or and, con attack. and Constitution saving throw were take like two poison damage. Oh, one second, I got, I got, I make, sure, I gotta make sure I'm looking at this right. And the bugbear sneak attack is an extra one d four poison damage. Needs to succeed on a Constitution saving throw. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna consider that separate damage to what's happening right now. So just go ahead and roll me the damage. And I get to do my bugbear damage. Yeah. Yep. What's the bugbear damage? I think it's it's. I want to say that it does regularly. It does, it does two da. I was gonna do one damage on Mackley plus another two. Then it does two d six, which is twelve. So it's fourteen points of damage. Plus roll me two more d six. Oh my god, this woman's so fucking dead. I'm sorry. Uh, she makes her con save. Eight. Thankfully, eight. So that's going to be twenty two points of damage. <laughs> God damn um, it. I'm I didn't mean to kill how, her. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be nice here and just assume that like you bite into her face and the sneak attack comes not from uh, you just ripping her throat out as a spider. She just has a heart attack. <laughs> what happens is uh, she like stands up and the process goes to like swing it, like knocks the terminal off slams like some like button on the keyboard which causes like an er sound which causes her to like get scared she stands up flips on like a couple a piece of paper that fell on the ground or slips on the magazine falls back slams her head against the wall is unconscious oh my god because <laughs> it was that's a, you, the reason why you dealt so much damage is because you surprised her yeah surprise damage so that resulted in the opening and of the an door er and and Yendin, you think you can open the door now Oh my god, yes, open the door. I, find, I finally get to use my bugbear special special ability. You really killed it. Muted. As a bug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I am the true bugbear. The true bugbear. I bugbear bug as a bug. 
Alright, can I get into the- Yes, the door is unlocked, the security guard is currently not moving on the floor. Alright, let's do this. Run in, find right, section C. Dave, Dave is on- Dave is on- is on task. I am remembering who Dave You have no idea what went on in there. You heard, you heard a scream, Gendon, and some smacking and a banging. Can I see into the and now intercom room? You can open it. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, Soup, if you want to undave, you could open the door. Do I undave? I will remain Dave in my soul, but okay. I will undave in body. Okay. You open it up and you can unlock the door from the inside now, and as you open it, Yenden, you just see, like, lying on a pile of boxes is an unconscious security guard. What did it you was do? an accident. Uh, it's all that's... about that. CQC. Uh, that's okay. Let's just keep moving. We, we're so close. All right. Let's There's, do like, it. There's, like, a little bit of blood pooling from the back of her head. It's fine. She'll be okay. I'm a doctor. She's fine. I'll fucking I'll check on her. Okay. Roll me a medicine check. Swear to God, I hope she's not bleeding out. I mean, if you stabilize her. All right. All right. All right. Uh, 17 plus 5 she is... She is... I, I'm gonna tell you right now, she is not stable at the moment. She is currently at one success and one fail. Uh, I'll try to stabilize her. Roll me a medicine check. Again. <laughs> Alright! Uh, is a 15 good? That would put it at... That's two fails, but 15 stabilizes her at that. <sighs> and just out of curiosity, one more roll. Good thing you stabilized her. Oh... <laughs> Yeah. She would have come, come off at one hit point. Oh! <laughs> no! It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's dodge the bullet. I'm being so loud. All right. So, so what I'm happens so here is you guys begin at perousing through the inventory until eventually you do find the area. Actually, you would find like a log in there that helps you organize through it on her desk. And in the process, uh, yes, you do find a container that contains Flint's belongings when he died. Oh, let's go. All right. Some of them are bloodied and damaged. You see that there is a sledgehammer with uh, a broken shaft. Oh no, not the sledgehammer. I'm gonna, should I take the sledgehammer soup? I couldn't hear you. You're muted. It's yours, why not? See, the sledgehammer is like the iconic part of Flint. That's what's gonna be most recognizable. I mean, Wait. he's only started using the sledgehammer recently. The sledgehammer's yours. I think I'll just stick with Crunchy and find a new sledgehammer. Alright. I mean, like, you could save the head. The head's intact. That shaft is what's shattered. You would need, yeah, like, a new stick to put in there. You could always just drop it in the Crunchy bag. I'll just, Yeah, I'll drop it in the Crunchy bag. Alright, I was gonna say, you can now add all of the stuff in your inventory back to your Yes! I never took Woo! it out. It was too all much Alright, let's, yeah. let's sneak yeah. out. Let's sneak out. But you can... I, 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 I know you didn't. I can just say... <laughs> it is now officially there. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's sneak out real fast. All right, All right. and let's hope, let's hope we didn't fuck over anything Dimitri was doing. All right, so as you are making did. your way out, there is the sound of footsteps behind you as you see that there is a figure standing in the stairwell with you like she is about to go for something. Same figure that you saw before. Yinden, you're the one opening the door. How do either of you react? Hide. Can no, I it's hide? like you're opening the door, and she locks eyes with you, and she stumbles back. Ah, shit. She seems Wait. to be a uh, elven woman uh, with sort of blonde hair and kind of reddish eyes, but like kind of more like a brownish red, like autumnal. Wait, do we know her? She's. She looks like the woman who spotted you in the lobby. Oh. And I mean, you a split-second reaction. 
She's like reaching for something. What's Hi! Yenden? Um. Behind her back, like with both hands. No, I'm gonna try and. Feral past her? She's like right near the stairwell. You could theoretically try to push her off or something. Or oh god, push her down her. the stairs? Or a stairwell. It's like just the hole in the middle of the stairwell. Which is probably like a good like 30 foot drop from you are up. I think I'm gonna. Oh god. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Alright then, that's going to be uh, an athletics check and she's going to try to dodge. Uh. Hi! Oh no. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but it sounds bad. Should I rage? That would make noise. That would give you advantage. That would give me advantage. And you'd be very angry while you did it. That's not really how I thought my rage would work. I don't know. Um, I mean, we could say that some spectral energies empower you while that happens. Yeah. Alright, so you start seeing black mist drift around. <sighs> this is not a good idea for rage, but why not? Advantage time. Alright, that's a dirty 20. The person you shove uh, rolled uh, a natural 9, but the bonuses aren't big enough to get you there. Okay. You go to shove her off, and she like stumbles backwards. Oh, and just falls straight down the stairs? Like, in the middle of the well where there aren't stairs. Like, just mm. the floor at the bottom. Yep. And it's third floor, so technically we'd be higher than that. You see that the figure goes down, leans, slams against one thing, grabs against the railing, lands on the floor, and like a... Oh! Ow! A familiar voice sounds out. Of course this is hell? Dimitri. Cradling their arm. We're coming, we're coming! Which oh is at God, a very Dimitri. awkward angle. That's why I said hi, Gendon! Why'd you do that? What the? Yeah, what did you do to my? Oh God! And we can fix that like later. Twisted upwards. Later? I can deal with this later. Just we can get out. We I got what I needed. Did you get what and you just, needed? Are you just running down the stairs right now? Yes. Did you get what you needed? I fucking did until you shoved me down the stairs. You start. You know, you start getting quiet. But you gotta get out of here. Ugh. We and can he do that. Walking. Okay. Oh uh, dang it! I don't have. I don't have. Damn it! You fucking broke my arm. Oh dang it, I don't have like a lesser restoration. Lesser restoration doesn't fix a broken arm. Oh, it doesn't? No. Yeah, probably not. Alright ah, then. Ah, fuck. Uh, and he begins leading you guys out. There's a little bit of commotion from the facility, but you managed to escape the way you came in. He removed the tampering. You didn't encounter anyone, did you? Um, I would see your face. Recognize no, your face. Except no. you, which is why I pushed you down the stairs. I'm sorry, I was trying to maintain a cover. Can, I, I understand that. I'm sorry. I, was... I knocked someone out as Dave, but they did not die. Dave's her spider form. I know, I invented that alien. Oh, right, I'm sorry. Oh, God. You know what? Ugh. If I was not in so much pain and angry at this one, I would be asking a lot of questions right now. All right. Ah, oh, fuck. I will shuffle through my bag of holding for. Okay, my... okay, I'm in shock now. I'm in shock. Oh, it doesn't hurt as bad. It just... Oh god, don't look at it. He, it's, he broke his right arm, by the way. Okay. I have um, painkillers. I can find some painkillers. I'm I have digging through my bag of painkillers. I have a potion. Are you of... carrying him, Gendon? Yes. Okay, so get them. Fucking carry me. I have a potion of greater healing. That won't help with the broken arm. But... Well, not with the broken arm. It will, it will help with the uh, 14 hit points he lost. Yeah. Um, but, um, he's like, save, save it. Ow, god damn it, why did I do that with my arm? Oh, gosh. Alright. Oh. <laughs> and all of you can go ahead and head out, <coughs> leaving the precinct in the evening. 
preparing for your heist and whatever other complications there might be. Lucky for me, I pull out the broken sledgehammer piece. I have a splint. <laughs> you could almost call it flint splint. Oh, right. oh my god. I'm leaving it there. Good night. Okay. Good night. Good night. Bye, bitch. You have been listening to Electrovolt, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to always salt your water before boiling. Farewell.